Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 76 of Better Regulate Than Never. I am so glad that February is halfway through because I love spring and summer, and it just means it's that much closer, and I'm so ready for it. Even though we have not had a bad winter, really, at least where I live, um, I just don't like it. And so, um, and I've lived here my whole life, so it's so interesting that it still always bothers me so much because I don't know anything different, but I just imagine what would it be like if it was nice all the time. <laughs> Today, I want to talk to you about who are you, and I want to talk to you about the things that you're not so that you can start to figure out what it is that you are. And I know the things that you are not are all the things I thought I was when I was younger. And really, way into my adulthood, did I believe these myths is really what they are. So I wanted to make sure that you know them now, so that you don't get mixed up on so many of these ways that we get information about who we are. So first of all, you are not what has happened to you. So many of you have trauma and abuse and tragedies in your background. And many times we take those experiences and we make it mean something about ourselves. We make it mean that those things that have happened to us make us who we are. Now, I'm not saying that experiences don't shape us because I totally and working with kids my whole life, I know that things that happen to you, even as a baby, shape a lot about who you are. But I want you to really think about, don't just look at that abuse and trauma and experiences and just make it mean something about yourself. You can create a different you. So I've said this before, but I love this so much. We are born with everything that we need for this journey of life. And I remember thinking that there was something wrong with me and why didn't I have this or that skill or why wasn't I like this other person? And I never looked inside to see what am I offering into the world and what talents and ideas and strengths and gifts do I have that create something in the world. We all have talents and abilities and strengths that make the world a better place. And we have the ones that we need for this journey at the beginning, and we just need to unpack them. We are born 100% lovable and worthy and capable, and nothing that has been done to us in that trauma, abuse, or experiences or nothing that we have done can change any of that lovability, worthiness, capability. We carry around a lot of stuff that we think defines us, but it doesn't. We believe a lot of stories about who we are or why we are, but they are just that, stories. We can believe whatever story we want to believe about ourselves. We do not have to believe the story that our families told us, that society told us, that the kids on the bus told us, that the 
kids in our classroom told us, that our teachers told us, we get to define our story. And sometimes we give ourselves a story that no one else gave us. We created that all on our own, but we can change it if we want to. We can be the hero in our story and not the victim. And if you haven't heard my episode number eight on resilience, you need to go back and listen to that because I tell my story from both perspectives. And I just think it's very powerful. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. And it can help you to create your story in a different way. You are also not your thoughts. Remember, every day we have about 60,000 thoughts and we, well, we couldn't pay attention to all of them. But sometimes because we have so many, we don't listen to any or like we don't pay attention to what they are. And so they're creating all sorts of moods inside of us. And we might get up in the morning and think, Oh, I just feel terrible. Well, that's because of what you're thinking. But because we don't know that sometimes we just think, well, I feel this way, and I can't stop it. A lot of our thoughts are negative. And when we hear them, we think they are telling us something about ourselves, but they are not. They are just sentences. They are just words in our mind and in our brain. You can start watching those thoughts and words in your brain. And you can start to think, do I want to believe this story, this thought, or do I want to let it go? You can think about your thoughts as like balloons. And you can look at each one and see what it's saying. And if you don't like that story, or you don't like that thought, and it's causing you suffering and upset, just release it, let go of it, let it float up into the clouds. And hold on to the ones that are telling you things that you want to believe about yourself stories that you want to have that define you we can start watching what our brains are offering us and start being intentional about the thoughts that we think. And we can write down our thoughts at thought download we've talked about so many times. And you can start sifting through, you know, what thoughts are good, what, you know, well, I shouldn't say good, what thoughts are helpful, what thoughts are not helpful. And then how can we start being intentional about those helpful thoughts? Our thoughts really come from programming and perceptions that we've had so many times or that other people have given us, things that our parents have said to us, things that our peers have said to us, our teachers. And sometimes we take on those thoughts and then we think, oh, that's who I am. I'm lazy. I'm worthless. I'm weird. I'm damaged in some way. But you don't have to believe that. Sometimes we have certain thought patterns and once we start noticing them, because we're being intentional about looking at our thoughts, we can decide on purpose some of the thoughts that we want to have that will help us determine how we feel and how we act. You are not how you feel because you get to create your feelings. So again, like I'm talking about when we wake up some mornings, we just feel yucky and we think, oh, well. You know, there's nothing I can do about that, but you totally can. Our human experience is 50-50, and that means that we have 
half pleasant emotions and we have half unpleasant emotions and feelings. All of it's okay. All of it's about being a human. None of them. I use the words pleasant and unpleasant because some of them don't feel good, but none of them are bad. We can just look at them as, oh, that doesn't feel well. What thought is causing that suffering, that upset, that off feeling? And what kind of thoughts would create a different feeling? If we are the watcher of our thoughts and we're curious about them, we can start seeing how they're creating those feelings that we have. We try to change our feelings by numbing or resisting the feelings that we don't want to have because we don't know how to process them. So think about your thoughts as a crowd of people at your door and they're trying to come in, but you don't want that crowd of people coming in. So you're holding the door closed so that that crowd of people can't come in. But what happens when you need to brush your teeth? Or what happens when you need to get something to eat? You're going to have to let that pressure off the door and then all those people are going to come in. At some point, you do have to stop holding the door. So what if you let them in one at a time and you get curious about them and you ask them questions and you try to figure out how does it feel when I think this or how does it feel when I feel this feeling? What what is happening inside my body? What color is it? What does it taste like? What does it look like? And don't be upset about any of them. Just be curious about them. And you're watching them and you're looking at them and you're analyzing them. And then you just let them leave after you felt them and analyzed them and they just go away. And then that is how you process emotions. So in episode 26, I talked about how to process emotions a step-by-step, and there's actually even a worksheet to go through. If you go back to that episode, you can actually go through this um, processing your emotions method. Now, of course, we're not literally holding a door closed, but we do, when we resist emotions, we call that buffering. And buffering comes in many forms, and this won't be all of them, but overeating, over drinking, opioids, so any drugs or alcohol, overworking, binge watching things, social media, overspending, video games, porn, all of those things get out of control for people who are trying to resist emotion. When you don't want to feel something and you do these other things, you just keep doing those things instead of feeling your feelings and then you never get to process it through and let it go away. When you don't process it, it just stays in your body and it becomes overwhelming. And that's where so much anxiety and depression and so many things overtake us and really get in the way of us being successful because we're not processing it and letting it go through our bodies. It is normal to have unpleasant feelings. So many people want to escape them and never feel them, but it is normal. It is part of the human experience. So as soon as you can figure out how to process them, allow them to be there, feel them, describe them, explain them, analyze where they're coming from, and then letting them go, then 
you will have such a relief and such a weight lifted off of you because you've let those things go. Now, I know that there are some people that need help to stabilize hormones in their brain, but the majority of us just don't want to feel uncomfortable. If you do feel like you are not able to do this because possibly your brain isn't stabilizing hormones correctly, make sure you talk to a doctor and see if there are some medications that help stabilize those hormones to help you feel better. But this thought process and and processing emotions will still work the same and be good for you, even if you do need some help with medications or therapy to get through some of those other things. If you actually process an emotion, it doesn't actually last very long. If you are willing to feel any emotion, your life becomes bigger. You start to show up for your life. You are not your failures because they are actually the way to become successful. I know that sounds so crazy. We are told forever that we shouldn't fail, but failing is actually what we need to be doing in order to get to bigger and better things. Failing is something that most of us avoid. We don't want to feel it because it feels bad. It feels unpleasant. But the kind of failing that I'm talking about today is good for you. We are so afraid to put ourselves out there because we are afraid that we won't do well, that someone will think we are weird, that people will reject us, somebody's going to get mad, whatever it is. But if you are willing to feel the feelings of someone thinking you're weird, the feeling of failing, the feeling of rejection, then you are going to do so many big and wonderful and successful things. The people that are successful in the world that you're looking around and comparing yourself to and wishing you were, they are able to feel difficult emotions because that's how they got there. They did not get there without feeling unpleasant or going through things that were difficult. Things that scare us move us forward in our lives. What would you do if you were not afraid to fail? Start putting yourself out there to experience some failure and you will actually find more success. You are your future. It is your property and you get to create it. The only thing we have is right now. Now, I just said you are your future and you don't really have your future yet, but we can't look to the past to define us. We can't look at where we were and say that's where we're going. Sometimes our past can help us make some adjustments or do some things differently, but it isn't who we are. It cannot tell us anything about who we are right now or who we're going to be. The past is just our thoughts about the past. Our future is just our thoughts about the future. But why don't we take control of those thoughts? What do we want to believe about our future? Don't ask your friends or your family what to create. You get to create it. What do you think? What future do you want? That is such great news. We are going to create it by being intentional about what we think, which will create a feeling, which will, will create an action that will give us a result. 
a life coach can help you create that future. A life coach can help you figure out what thoughts are getting in the way of that future self and help you create thoughts that will help you move forward. I would love to be your life coach. On my website, there is a button to sign up for a free session and we can talk about all these things, or you can message me and just let me know what you want your future self to be. I can help you find the thoughts that will create that person. I can't wait to hear from you. I'll talk to you soon.